I'm back, everybody. Machine Vodka is on its way. But until then, go to BurtBurtBurt.com for tour dates, t-shirts. Enjoy. This is the BurtCast. We're starting. Make sure we're starting. Yeah, we're starting. I, the other thing I do that I'm really bad about on these podcasts, I never introduce who I'm talking to. And people right. are like, for fucking, we listen for like 10 minutes. Who the fuck were you talking to? I was like, oh, that's Sam Tripoli. You don't recognize him? <laughs> <laughs> so in here, Pete Corielli, Sebastian Maniscalco. What's up, man? What's I listened up, to the very first episode of your first podcast, fucking through the roof. It was like, you know what it was like? It's like, it's like an ADD podcast because you guys have like awesome production value. Yeah. Like, it seems like you have hundreds of thousands of dollars invested in it. <laughs> Listen, we're, Bert, we're a little blown away right now because we do try to put us together production-wise. It's and great. We cut, we edit, like, you know, we, we, take, we take out the fat, right? Yeah. And, you know, we think we're doing this really cool thing. And then we come into your man cave, which, first oh. of all... Calling it a man cave is an understatement. It's gorgeous. This thing's fucking pretty ridiculous, isn't it? This is like yeah. a log yeah. cabin. It's and the best you, thing that ever happened to me. You go, I don't do any edits. I don't introduce people. And you got like 9,900,000 more <laughs> listeners than us every week. So can, I don't we, know, just, I, can we just take a breath is, here? It's Rogan. It's Rogan. Just do Rogan's podcast once and you'll get like fucking 300. Like his – that's the difference in this like – this pot, like you, you see people that do have been doing a podcast forever, and you're like, how do you tip the scale? How do you get into the next level? And then you do Rogan's once, and all of a sudden you see your Libsyn numbers spike, and you're yeah. like, holy shit! Even now we walk in here and you go, you know what your Libsyn's not? I'm like, I thought he was talking cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm feeling pretty good for my age. I run, I run. That's what I was about to say. How do you like living in L.A.? Uh, I'm leaving. Yes. Are you serious? Yes, yes. Are you moving for I'm real? Moving. You're going back to New York? <laughs> oh, yeah. You fucking king just got here. I broke records. I didn't even last a year in this fucking town. Are you serious? Yeah, well, my wife got pregnant in a good way. You know, yes. we didn't think she could anymore, but she did. And then I was like... I um, never thought you'd have kids. Yeah. I, ne- like, I, I literally thought of you as the dude... Who you and your wife were in love, and yeah. you liked hiking, and you liked we smoking do. weed, yeah. and you liked doing your thing, mm-hmm. and you're like, kids gonna fuck that up. Yeah, and now it's going down. Shut but up. I can't. I always say it's funny because like my thing is like I don't want to raise a kid out in L.A. Yeah. And then I come to this goddamn magical <laughs> cottage that Bert calls home, and I'm like, well, I could do this. I could, I could do this. Do this. <laughs> yeah. We 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 raised our first two kids like for. I don't think we bought a house until. Like two years, a year ago, two years ago, we lived in a one bedroom apartment. Man, my wife was dealing with hardcore depression. Really? Cause she, she was like, this, so this is it. Like, you're going to be a road comic. Like, the best money I was making was on that Jameson tour. Mm-hmm. Pete and I did the Jameson tour. I'm sure you probably knew that. But for those of you who don't know, Pete and I did the Jameson tour for a year. I did it a year before that. Money was fucking sick for us. Yes. Like, for us, we were, that's like big, yeah. like, God, and free Jameson. That was like, it was like, Really? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then, but when we were living in that apartment, it was like two bedroom. What do you mean really two bedroom? It was one bedroom with a loft and my wife fucking was spiraling. And you got to keep working to pay the bill. And you're yeah. like, I can't stay. I can't. I got to go. Oh, I'm go. gone more now. I'm fucking leaving tonight. I get on the red eye. I fly to New York and then I go to, or to Albany and then, then I go to New York the next day. Then I fly home Wednesday, get on a plane Thursday morning and go to Miami. Then I go to Jamaica for two weeks. And it's like, I'm fucking gone forever. We were talking about this. This is real shit. My kids are calling me Bert. Yeah, what it, is that? Holy shit. It fucks me. You know, okay. Was it ever dad? It's always been dad. It's been, it's, 
it started with I was walking naked in the house the other day, like probably two months ago now, three months ago. George is eight. That's a little old for that shit. Well, you're walking naked uh. with your two daughters and the oldest one being eight. Yeah. Pro. See, yeah. right now, if this was our show, we'd have to edit this for child protection services. <laughs> I mean, you're like laying you're laying down. I walk naked around my daughter, and then you're going to get on a plane and leave for a month. I mean, no. me and him would pine over that, calling each other back. Should we leave that in? I don't get that. Oh, yeah. Are you serious? That's why we had fucking 10 listeners. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, maybe that's why they're calling you by your first name. I mean, <laughs> no, she said she saw me and she goes, "This is what she said." Too, like, now mind you, I'm not home enough to have ever caught that curve of when to stop getting naked around your kids. Right. So I'm only home for like two days, if that, uh-huh. and I'm gone for two weeks stretches at a time. And so when I am home, if I am naked, they're usually at school. So I like I just missed that curve of being around the house enough to know. And a lot of people oh. go, a lot of people go, it should have started around three. But oh, okay, oh, but you're not you. You didn't knowingly do this, thinking she was in the living room, right? Oh fuck! Oh, here we, here go. we go. You want to see an impression? Yes, this let's is see. them doing me right now. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Bert Kreischer. <laughs> what do you like doing? <laughs> so you're Leanne and you're Bert. I like drinking beer. <laughs> Wow. All right, both of you guys beat it. You're Leanne. What do you like doing? I like drinking black honey. All right, everyone out of here. Go back inside. That was a fantastic show. George and Isla. Great job, guys. Yes. Go back inside. Wow. Okay. Okay, that's it. No more coming back out to the man cave. Uh, that, see, do you see that? Oh, my. I like drinking beer. That's all they know yeah. about me. Well, what, are they watching you on TV? What's, what, what, they see me on what's TV. happening? They, wa- they see me on TV. They, um, like, I'm a good dad, but I'm not home, and I'm really not home a lot at all by any stretch of the means. And so, um, so, like, this is the way, this, cause I got upset they were calling me Bert, and, and Leanne was like, well, no, it's a nickname. They're giving you a nickname, and the way nicknames work is when you hate it, that nickname sticks. The second, if some, no one ever gets a great big dick Malone, and everyone's like, that, call me that. Right. You get a bad nickname, and it sticks. He goes, it's just, it's driving you nuts, and it makes them laugh when you go fucking crazy. Yeah. I, they'll go, Birdie Boy, and I'll be like, it's dad. And they're like, Birdie Boy, hey, Birdie Boy. So then, and now this that's them. They see, they they think whatever it is that just sits yeah. in the town. I like drinking beer. I was like, that's the half of it. You don't even know what I like doing. You know, you got to get to know me. <laughs> do you know how hard it is to do this show right now? Me and Sebastian come over here to sit down, and you're like, I'm not about to see my kids for a month and a half. <laughs> And they're coming in doing impersonations of me because they miss me so much. But anyway, Pete, where are you playing next weekend? <laughs> what the f- Wait, you guys don't talk like this on your podcast? What? Oh, man. Yeah, this is, I mean, this, we, don't, we don't do this. What? This is, this is very free form. Oh, oh yeah. No, we yeah. talk about real heavy-duty yeah. stuff, but we just don't do it. Um, yeah, like this. Yeah, well, we do. Well, we talk free form, but I'm just saying this is like uh, – this is like the kids are walking in. Yeah. You know, my, my girl walks in on our podcast. We're like, okay, how are we going to get rid of the sound of the door? <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We cut immediately. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. We're making comedy albums. That's what we always say. <laughs> we don't do a podcast. We do little mini comedy albums. If I feel like if we're doing a bit too long or something's not working out, I'll call up a guy who does Woody Allen. I go, I need you to leave a message saying, enough with the talk about blah, blah. Like, oh, it's all. Oh, Are you serious? Too much. I can't keep up. I haven't written a joke for stage in six fucking months. <laughs> because of your podcast. Stupid podcast. Dude, I, the, 
I said I got the first episode I did was with Joey Diaz and my dad mm-hmm. and Tom Segura sitting in here, and I edited out Joey saying goodbye because he said goodbye for like five minutes, and do people fucking blew up on me. They're right. like, do not edit it, do not. They love the shit really? where it just meanders, or they kind of it's a, it's like trying to figure out what's going on. I love it too. Like when something right. goes on in the room and you see everyone. There's attention shifts, and you're like, "What?" Then you start imagining it. You're like, "Ooh!" Like, like when the yeah. kids come in, I can't edit it out because they fucking love this podcast. They're the intro is them doing the intro, right? So I edit, leave it in, and people wonder what it's like. I like that part of it. All right. Well, just today before we came here, me and Sebastian were chatting, doing ours, and we were talking for a quick second about uh, that guy on Notre Dame, Manti Tay, which, and we don't even do current events, right? Yeah. So at one point. I'll be honest. I go, uh, I'm not really into Hawaiian people, right? <laughs> now, that's an edit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I can't drive home from Sebastian's. No, I'll never do a gig in Hawaii again. You know, like this. I'm not really into so you, Hawaiian people. <laughs> yeah, but I just, but I meant like the whole lay thing and the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the pineapple. I wouldn't, and I, I was basically saying like if I could pick, I wouldn't pick Hawaiian, right? Like to be. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, so how do you like, do you ever say stuff that you go, oh, man, yeah. I can't believe I said that. Now you're on a plane to Jamaica going, I hope people don't get upset. <laughs> uh, I mean, or is it, I mean, oh. if I had a six year old daughter coming in going, this is daddy. Hey, hey, no problem. I mean, do you ever yeah. say a nationality you don't particularly like? <laughs> we got reason to edit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you're fucking going to blow up on Twitter. Oh. Pete Corielli, hashtag Hawaiians. Oh, no. See, I don't need that. I want to blow up on Twitter, but not for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. We only have a 1,000 every monthly downloads, but oh. they're, they, they're down. It's like oh. very half a family. <laughs> every time, just saying over Sebastian's and his fiance goes, my sister wants to say hello. She listens to the podcast. I'm like, now that's one less stranger that I thought was listening to it. Oh, that's the worst is when you like get your dad that emails and goes, Love the podcast. You're like, oh, what the fuck did I say? Dude, my dad says love the podcast. I go, fantastic, a download. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Do you, do you, like, would you get nervous about, I don't, there's, here's yes. what I do. There's, um, I learned this watching podcasts. They're like listening to podcasts. A lot of times guys like Bill Burr is the best at it. He goes, what the fuck do I know? I'm a fucking moron. I I have no opinion. I'm an idiot. But let me tell you something about gun control. And then he rants about whatever he wants. You can't take him seriously because he, you know, he's just fucking around. He's trying to get you to laugh. Well, what do I know about Hawaiians? Let me just get that in real quick. (laughs) What do I know? Tom Segura. We do uh, we do uh, Fourth of July gig at Pearl Harbor, and the one rule is don't make fun of the Hawaiians. And Tom Segura's opening joke is, man. Hawaii, they said it was slow here. Island life. I didn't know they were talking about their metabolism. <laughs> and fucking, you can just see the rear admiral fucking stomping around. What the fuck? So, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, 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 did, I do a rule where I go, like, I try to stay away from race entirely cause it's, because it's out there forever. Yeah. And, you know, it's like I, don't, like I don't ever talk about anything really. Shit, dude. Like you got to edit my thing out. <laughs> I was only kidding. I, was, I didn't mean the people. Oh, I just meant the, no, no. the skirts and shit. I was part of uh, the limbo. I'm not even into the limbo. That's all I meant. 
Dude, that's a hundred thousand people. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. This, then this, how you? Well, you want to get a lot of listeners? Do your next podcast and just title it Hawaiians. Oh, <laughs> man, man. Let's just stop talking about. It. We're just adding salt to the wound, man. Let's be. Uh, oh, hopefully your sound was a problem. You say sometimes you have volume problems. Oh, everyone show. fucking piss and moans about my sound. Oh, like, good. Hope this is one of those episodes. <laughs> you were going to say about when you when your family members are listening, like a dad or something. Yeah. Sebastian, do me fit. You got to tell him how would you deal with this about your dad with your closing joke on Conan when he said to you uh, he didn't. Uh, yeah, I know. My 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 dad's like it's. Uh, I don't know. I, I think most parents uh, are proud. Maybe if you go and do a late night show, it's, it's yeah. they're proud of you. Yeah. No. Well, I get a call. He goes, uh, "The closer on Conan." Uh, didn't really care for it. It's not your best joke. <laughs> this is, this is in hindsight, right? Like, well, this is yeah. This yeah, is after. This is after. This, this is, does me no fucking good. I don't need that note. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Yeah, there's nothing like before. You shouldn't do it. Like after that, you, like, you shouldn't. You shouldn't have done it. You got a lot more like better stuff than that. I'm going. I don't know. I, I, call maybe. Hey, congrats on the yeah, Conan. Great job. No, but but right. my father's my biggest critic. So it's all know. business, right? Hey, thank God he can't. He can't even download the podcast because he doesn't even have like he's the ability. Chica- to he's in do Chicago, it. right? Yeah, he's really? an immigrant. He doesn't have. Computer. Wait, like uh, Italian? Yeah. Are you like a hundred percent Italian? Yeah. And you're a hundred percent Italian. I'm half Irish. Your mom's Irish, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I have a visual of your mom. Like, uh, like, hold on. Did you put this in my head, or she's like the one lady from 101 Dalmatians? Yeah, that's a joke I do. But yeah, yeah, that's she's it. Still, yeah, she's still smoking, man. I fucking ran into. I pro- we probably can't talk too much about this because he's my boss, technically. Uh, Pete's best friend that he talks about in all his jokes. Oh, my buddy Larry, I told you about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. He works. He works for the ad sales of Travel Channel, and we're sitting having drinks one night, and he comes up just real slow. He's kind of like a big dude. And he goes, uh, so they say you're a comedian? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, you know a guy named Pete Corielli? I said, yeah. And he goes, he's my best friend. And I was like, oh, nice. Not friend, and, best friend, right? Yeah, and, and best friend. <laughs> and I go, I go, okay. And I go, wait, you're not Larry, are you? And he goes, yeah. And I go, you're Larry, Larry? And he goes, yeah. And I went, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's like hearing someone, that's like meeting Jeff Dunham's, the real person who inspired the puppet. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it was so fucking surreal. I was blown away, and I tried calling you, Pete, never. You just got into texting. Like, what, like a, two months ago? Yeah, what do you mean? I text back sometimes, yeah. Uh, I remember when, f- oh. like, fucking, when we were doing Jameson tour, I'd text him, and people would go, what is this? Who is this? How did you get on my phone? <laughs> Yeah, he's the, he's the, uh, now he's he's writing full blown pages of text yeah. and he leaves a message three and a half minutes long. <laughs> you, you leave long. No, but I leave a long text. When I leave a long text and like someone like him goes, he'll just type back, "Yeah." I'm like, y- 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 put some words into it, man. <laughs> but you're always texting. I text. Tweeting, I text like a fucking monster. Twitter, right? Yeah. Do you do Twitter? I do, but again, I think it out. Do I want to say that? You're, Let me fly when I land. By the time I land, I'll decide if I should lay you're that such down. An interesting fucking person. <laughs> Why? Because here's what here's what confuses me about Pete. Right. I'm I'm I, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna start right now. If you do not want this in, I will take this out. Okay. Uh, yeah, oh my god, you don't take anything out. <laughs> shit. What? Pete will fly to Europe with marijuana packed into his bag, <laughs> but he fucking is concerned about a tweet about Hawaiians. You're the you're a canoe. Pete, how the fuck? He takes pleasure in talking about how much he enjoys. All right, we said it. We said it. We said it. Yeah. 
in the past. It's in the past. In the past. In the past. Oh my god. Oh, not know. a good idea coming here for me, boy. <laughs> <laughs> this, but like, how do you? What? What? Where is the connection in the overthinking of like a tweet or a statement or the podcast, which is free form? And quite honestly, I think people download them. I don't know if they listen to them. Right. Like, I download all of yours. I haven't listened to one in like probably like. And probably literally since the beginning. Right. I, I started listening. I was on the road. And then they just get to my thing and they count as downloads. They get for everything good. But yeah. I don't listen to any fucking podcast uh, lately unless I'm on it. I right. Mine. Is that yeah. bad? <laughs> no. <laughs> I listen to me. I listen to mine. I love well, it. I do. I'll come home from the comedy club and go to a hotel and I'll put on one of the past episodes. And I'm like, well, unbelievable. <laughs> I can't listen to my stand-up set, but man, I can listen to me on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's what? unbelievable. Oh, the only thing you still than- taking your shirt off, by the way, when you do yeah. stand-up. Yeah, that was when we did the Jameson tour. Bert would go last, and I'd go second to last. And there's good comics on that. Everyone's doing twenty minutes. And I remember one particular show, you come off, and you would everyone does twenty, but you'd go up and you do at least thirty. You do a little bit more, and you'd be exhausted. And and you sat back one time, and you go. Uh, Oh, man, it's, it's, it gets to be a pain in the ass going last sometimes, man. Maybe we could switch it up once, you know? And I go, dude, I told you before, if you could just adhere to two things. One, stick to 20, and two, keep your shirt on. Because once you take your shirt off, no one can follow that. It becomes a completely different thing. And then you go, you look at me dead on, you go, I can't keep my shirt on. I'm like, and you go going last. I couldn't because I'd have this. I just, it was like, it was like a pick-me-up. Like, you know when you go on the road and you just get like a... Uh, you get like bored of your act, and then there's that one thing, like maybe coming up to music or having a drink, like halfway through your set or or anything, whatever it is. That ripping my shirt off is that thing. It fucking just takes me. Like I rip it off, and you just hear people that because I, I'm I was we were all still very unknown, and yeah, people yeah. be like, "What the fuck is this?" And then you be like, "Yeah, it's the, gonna be that." And the best is after you do it, and the whole "Hey, I took my shirt off" moment is over. You go right back into stand up. But just with no shirt on. Shirtless. Like, like if you walk yeah. in at that moment, you wouldn't even know that, like, it's a big deal. It just does the rest of his act. I've done the yeah, entire so- show shirtless before. <laughs> an entire sh- and mind you, I lost 35 pounds recently. I was 245 doing an entire show shirtless. Just sweat pouring down my arm off my elbow, dropping onto the floor. You oh. you actually rip the shirt off? No, no, no. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Like, if it was the tearaway buttons, that was a great finish. <laughs> Or like, uh, or just throw it up over my head. Oh, it's great. You don't do that, Sebastian? No, I've never, I've never even had the urge to do that. But you're in shape. You should. If no, I couldn't get away with that. Why not? <laughs> could you get away? With, could you get away with uh, taking your shirt off and doing a set just bare chested on stage? Oh yeah. my god, no way! You, could. you just gotta the, figure the, out the white way, the right way to do it. Yeah, but then what am I going to talk about? I mean, I have to address it the whole time I'm up there. I got no shirt on. <laughs> yeah. You're in great shape. That's not the point, man. <laughs> but all right, would you not? Would you take your shirt off and do that? How you do if you didn't have chest hair? Or do you uh, think you'd be no, less no, no, no. I, t- I keep it on, right? Yeah, yeah. See? yeah. You gotta have. You gotta be it. a man, like a bear. When I first dated my wife, she ran her fingers through my hair once. We were dating for a while now, and she goes, you know, I never dated uh, a guy that had hair on his chest before. And then I go, well, then you never dated a man. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not here to play volleyball with Tom Cruise and Top Gun, right? Remember that? They all have bald fucking chests. I'm like, where is the man out there? So if you were bald, no way, that shirt stays on. When I first started dating my wife, I would shave my chest. Because that was what guys Why? did back then. Oh, my God. Sebastian, I know you shaved your chest at oh, one point. I trimmed it down to street level, I think. <laughs> down to street level? <laughs> yeah, no, it's growing back. I think I might need another trim. But, yeah, this is... Oh, why would you what do, do you that? mean for what? You keep it nice, tidy. A, a man, God yeah, said, listen, you know it what? doesn't grow. It doesn't look good, fully grown in. No, so you got to keep it trimmed out. It looks no, uh, no. You just haven't had it grown in for a long time because I would trim mine, and I thought that it looked nice and neat and tight. And my wife one night was like, "You got to two things. Two things," she said. Stop trimming your beard because I was trimming like a line in my beard. Yeah, so you stop trimming your beard. A real man lets that shit grow down and grow up. Yeah, and stop shaving your chest. She goes, "You look good with chest hair." So then I started doing. Then I started doing chest hair until then I did. And then I, at one point I tried to like Caesar it off to shape tits. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, like comb it down and then trim a lot. It's a lot of work. Yeah, I just recently started my letting my armpit hair grow. Like, <laughs> You used to shave your armpit hair? <laughs> like, right now, it's it's trimmed down. But, like, I didn't realize that the armpit hair stops you from sweating. Like, stops you from, like, like pitting. Bullshit. My wife shaves her arm hair. She's a Polish man, but she's like, she literally has to take towel and put them under her armpit. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you mean the hair? The hair oh. stops you from pitting. Oh, I, I, I've been going. I always have a problem, like, auditions, meetings, stand-up, like a port show. What are you going to say? No, go ahead. Do you have a problem with sweating? Yeah. I put Botox in my armpits. Oh, you did that? Fuck. I almost did that. I think Amy Schumer did also. How do you I, not make fun of him that. for saying he puts Botox because, in his armpits? Because when, when, you have a problem. when you have a problem oh, with it. Oh, for the sweat. Yeah, yeah. What did you think? To look younger? I didn't know. In yeah, case maybe you put someone in a headlock? <laughs> oh, I look younger in this, don't I? So my armpits don't wrinkle. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right. All no, right. It's, I had a huge problem. Like slapping a microphone right now. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you did it? Yeah, because I had the same problem. Did Auditions, the wing. The, yeah, I highly recommend it. Wait, I, I don't know what the hell it's doing in my insides. <laughs> I'm probably passing away. But uh, my ring would be down to my hip. That's how bad it would be. And now nothing. How so, often do you have to do it, like to stay on? Once it? every six months. Oh, that's nothing. Dude, and it hurts a lot, I'm sure, right? It's just pricking. It's like uh, they're shooting a needle into your yeah. armpits. And it hurts, but it's not that bad. I know outside the ring, does that sweat or is it just gone? Nothing. There's no sweat. I fucking do it but for that. My calves are now sweating on stage, <laughs> which I've never had Shut happen up. before. I swear to God. Shut up, <laughs> I look down 40 minutes in, my calves are drenched. Wait, do you know that they say that about about your body is how to redirect itself, like the like people that get uh, tummy not the fat thing where they what's it called staple. Nope, nope. Where they suck it out the uh, liposuction. liposuction. Mm-hmm. The fat fat no longer grows there, so it grows in new places. So like my wife's best friend had uh, liposuction on her ass and legs, her old best friend, and then it started her arms started ballooning up because really? fat will grow it's meant to grow on fat people and it just looks for a new spot so that's oh, i wonder if that's what the sweat's like fuck we got to get out of here somewhere yeah no it's coming out other places definitely but i mean dry armpits and sweaty I take, calves i take sweaty calves over dry armpits uh, are you going to botox the calves now possibly i might have to <laughs> <laughs> just wear really thick socks <laughs> just wear sweat rest, wristbands around your calves the i i found that i've always had a problem going to meetings and sweating in my armpits and i stopped shaving my arms 
just because I was I w- I'd never had the Clippers with me, and I never thought about it, and I started losing weight. That was the other big thing is when I started losing weight, I, I didn't notice when I jog or that it would like knot up. Like when I was big, I would jog and my armpit hair would knot up. That's why I shave it because I liked running, but I never lose weight. So then I lose weight, the arm, arm hair grows, and I start noticing I'm going to meetings and I'm wearing a single shirt, no undershirt, light blue, and not sweating. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I guess I beat it. I guess losing weight beat it. Yeah. Then I shave my armpits, pouring out, fucking pouring out. And I was like, I'm done. I'm growing this. This that's the last time. I'm growing these suckers out. What was the weight loss due to? Uh, Just running and no, uh, diet? I t- uh I did, I did a cleanse called the Clean Program. I talked about it. I've talked about it before on the podcast. They're not a sponsor, but I do support them. I, they're, it was the best thing I ever fucking did. I was I was partying a dick load, and Leanne was like, I had like a chunk of time off, and Leanne was like, we're going to both do this cleanse. It's a liver de- heart detox, and I needed both. My blood pressure was through the roof, and I'm sure my liver was a nightmare. Right. And so I did the cleanse. It's 21 days, juice in the morning, lean protein with greens and for lunch, juice at night, 12 hours between juices, and they're very juice-specific. It's got to be like almond, almond, hemp, pro- almond milk, hemp protein, berries, kale, and and they're really light. It's, and you ultimately you're staying under like – you're going to stay under like 1,200 calories a day, 1,000 calories a day, and I fucking – I mean, I did 17 days and I was down like 30 pounds. Wow! And but because I'm not drinking alcohol, no caffeine, I felt amazing. My daughters even noticed. They were like, "God, Daddy, you seem so relaxed." I was like, "Really?" And they're like, "Yeah, like really relaxed." And I was like, "Oh, it's interesting." And so I, it was the best thing I ever did. And then once you get the weight off, all of a sudden you start jogging. And you're like, wait, this is what healthy people feel like when they jog. Like now I run eight-minute miles. I used to fucking stress to get a 10-minute mile. Now I'm running eight-minute miles on the reg, like three miles in 24 minutes. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'll run a fourth. I don't give a shit. Nice, man. So then you start getting in really great shape. You start feeling better. Your clothes fit better. Like you're just all around happier. And And so now I eat. I eat healthy because I if I eat shitty I feel I feel like crap. Yeah, but it was the best thing I ever did. I did a detox once with this guy. In a nutshell, though, it was uh, it ended up you know you stick to vegetables, then raw vegetables, and the idea is you're cleaning out your whole system, and then you end up going like a day, twenty four hours with nothing um, except distilled water, nothing. And the craziest thing is, as you get into the day where you're not eating anything. You start going, taking dumps more, and you're like, "Where is this coming from?" Because it's just all been caked on the sides of your intestines, and it's all coming out. And you just keep going. And then what happens is when your body isn't taking time, this was explained to me, to break down shitty food or overeating or booze, all that energy can be focused on your other body parts and really get you to a point where you're like in this almost euphoric high of such clarity. Shut and up. I did it just to try to get there. And one day I was there. I was I was I hadn't eaten, and then I came back and I like I did everything just right. I was two weeks in, and now I was just on raw vegetables. I wouldn't even chew. You can't even chew gum. Distilled water only. And then I was talking. I started talking faster and faster. And I was like, it was like being on some sort of coke. I was just so clear. Everything was so clear, man. I felt so good that, you know, I was like, all right, I got there. And then I just, you know, got drunk and went back to normal. <laughs> I mean, you can't sustain a life like that. No, though. you can't. I took, <clears throat> I did a hydroclonic. Have you ever done that? No. Where they shoot water up your ass? No. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I did a hydroclonic and uh, 
It was for a TV show a long time ago, uh, FX, Birth to Con- No, FX, uh, it's called The X Show. Is that uh, the Peter Billingsley? Yeah. But I, he was on it before I was on it. Oh, okay. He was a producer. But I only know that because he was friends. He's friends with... Oh, you're friends with him too? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. He did the the Roadshow movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. He, um, he, yeah, I didn't never know him. Do oh, you know Ari Sandel? He was on yeah, I know Ari. Okay, yeah. Wait, he directed. Yeah, the Vince Vaughn. And he and he won an Oscar. You guys were all friends with him. Yeah, uh, he is, his chick lived in my my the building that me and my wife lived in, and I ran into him one day. This is so horrible. I was in the elevator and I'm going down in the elevator and I'm by myself and I fart. So I'm like, I don't give a shit. Right, right. Doors open on like the third floor and it's him and his chick. And he sees me. He goes, Bert Kreischer. And I went, yeah. And he goes, it's Ari. I went, hey. And he goes, Ari Sandell, we're on the X show. And they start getting in. And I walked out. And I was like, wait, wait, let's talk out here. Yeah. So I got off the elevator. <laughs> they closed. And they're like, what are you doing? But I just farted in there. I was like, I can't. I can't, <laughs> I can't meet him in an elevator that I just farted in. Oh, I remember when I was a kid, I farted in my dad's office. I was by myself in the kitchen. And I farted in my dad walked in. He, he smelled it. And he goes, the fuck is wrong with you? Because what if someone walks in? And I was like, I don't. I never thought past that. And then his, his secretary walked in, and she goes uh, and walks away. And he goes, No, she thinks that was fucking me. <laughs> oh God, oh, why do I fucking laugh harder? Sometimes I, <laughs> the thing I'm telling isn't even funny, but it is to me when I hear it in my yes, head. Yes, no, it's all right. It's kind of funny. <laughs> okay, thanks. So wait, uh, what were we talking about? Ari. Peter Billingsley. All right, Peter Billingsley. Oh, cleansing. I got a hydroclonic. Yeah, yeah. And they said, they're like, listen, your system's stripped, so do not drink any alcohol. Don't Because the second you do, you're going to flood your body with toxins. It's going to fuck you up. And I was like, I'm a professional partier. You, you do you, I'll do me. Yeah, yeah. So I went and had a couple glasses of wine, and I started hallucinating. And I was in a car. <laughs> they were trying to drive me, and I was just like, I could see lights flashing by, and I was like, I shouldn't have had that wine. Holy oh, shit. fucking the most. And I looked skinny as shit. If you want to look skinny as shit, get a hydrocolonic. Why? How? Like... You just do it once, and what happens? They like, just shoot gallons of water up your ass. Yeah, and it just and then they have a pipe where all the shit coming out of your body goes right through your right by your face. So you see this just green goo coming out, just coming out from your body, and then you just—I mean—it takes everything out. It's super uncomfortable. Holy shit! But it was the greatest fight. And then you shit water for like a day because you still got water up there. Right. It's just pulling everything out. But is that good? Isn't it good to have some bacteria in the system? I don't, I, you know, I didn't research it much. (laughs) (laughs) And you want to hear something really aggressive? So they're not like, they're not doctors, so they can't put shit in your body. So we get in there and we're taping it. And the woman goes, listen, normally I put the thing in your ass, but I can't because you're on camera and I'm not allowed to technically. So you're going to have to do it to yourself. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) I was like, how big is it? It's like this big. It's a hose that's this big and it's angled like a carrot. Like, and you, I had to shove it up my own ass. <laughs> and I was sitting there like, all, and they got a camera on my face, and, and I'm like, like, and I, you know, it's really hard to shove something up your ass. Have you ever, have you ever yeah, done that? Yeah. No, we, we, no, I'm saying, yeah, it is. And was there anyone else in the room while you're doing this? A camera crew. Oh, you videotaping me shoving it, like, get a shot of his hand, putting it up his ass. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's let everyone think she did it. But yeah. Oh, God. God. Yeah. You are still nuts. The you, things I've done on TV, I swear to God, I fucking look back and I go, I'm not, I'm going to have a really interesting funeral. Like, my funeral's gonna be fucking... Are you still smoking cigarettes? No. no. Shut up. No, man. I've had a while. A couple of years, man. Yeah. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. How did you quit? <sighs> Nicorette gum. 
Pretty much, yeah. That's how I did it. Yeah. What? Yeah, I miss it all the time. <sighs> I know. You were it, such a cool smoker. Too. I thought so too, dude. I had a Zippo. Who has a Zippo, man? Come God, on. You were such a cool smoker. Do you still <laughs> do you do anything else? Do you smoke weed? Yeah. Oh yeah. Of okay. course. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Did you get a license when you came out here? <laughs> oh, right away. And the thing about these pot licenses out here is. When I went to get the license, you know what 420 is in the pot world? Yeah. You know, it's like symbolic for whatever reason. So I go to get my license, the pot license, and I'm in the doctor's office. And I'm like, All right, this is a little more serious than I thought. The lady's in a lab coat. The office is nice. Have a seat. Well, the doctor will be with you. Just fill out this form. So I fill out the form. I hand it back to her. Now, I was born on 420, April 20th. So I, I hand her back the form. And as I go to sit down, thinking, wow, I guess this is kind of serious, the lady behind the counter looks over. Excuse me, your birthday's 420? And I go, yeah. And she goes, cool. You got a free brownie for that. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is a joke. What a joke. I go into the guy. He's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I get migraines. I also have a bad back. He's like, hey, I only need one. I, I only your birthday's need 420. <laughs> <laughs> You're in, man. You're in. Right? See, now, if that was you, you would do something with that, some sort of uh, marketing thing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> guy. You'd be the pot guy. Yeah. Have you ever smoked pot, Sebastian? Yeah, but I don't do it on a regular basis. Like, would yeah. you do it, like, if it's around? I don't know. I got to be in a mood. You seem like the kind of guy that would that would rather be in control of your body yeah. than, than like to let go. Yeah, no, I'm very in control. I don't really like, uh, I don't know, I never got into the pot thing. I think it stinks. Really? The, the smell of it. I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> do you like it, Bert? Uh, yeah. I, I liked it a lot more when I was younger. You're a beer guy, man. I'm a beer guy. I'm yeah. a beer and whiskey guy. I love to get drunk. Are you still uh, drinking now that oh, you're clean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But what was, about the hangover, man? I don't get them. No? I, I mean, I don't get them on beer. If I stick to beer, but once I get into blue whiskey and liquor. For- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I steer I steer away from, like, uh, from like hard alcohol. For me, lately, it's wine. I'll have, like, wine and at home. And then I, I stop drinking beer kind of on the road a little bit. Um, but I will have them like at dinner and stuff, but like wine pretty much is what I drink now. And then, uh, but yeah, I got to drink it to fly. I can't, can't fly sober. I'm, I'm flying sober in fucking 20 years. Really? Really? Yeah. Now when you're on stage, this is the thing, like I was playing last week and I was having a few beers one night and I drink on stage sometimes. Yeah. I know you do sometimes, especially when I'm doing the second show. So after the first show, if I had a few beers and then I had a few beers in between, when I'm doing the second show... I got to time my piss. Like, I literally want to oh, be peeing up. as I, you're announcing me. I want to be peeing. I've never had a problem peeing. I've never. That is so fucking interesting. That is the worst. When you're on stage and you got to pee. I had one show once. I was this close. Because I was halfway through the show and it was a fun show and I wanted it to keep being funny. This close to telling the whole crowd, listen. If you just give me five minutes to take a leave, <laughs> the second half of the show is going to be so much better than it will currently because I'm fucking dying right now. And I didn't. I went and I peed. See, I drink. I, I mean, I wait till the end. I drink uh, first show. Like if it's a two show night, I'll drink first show, have a maybe a beer, a shot, a couple beers and a shot. But then I will not drink in between shows. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't because I don't. I don't I don't. Not, I don't feel comfortable enough to start drinking yet. I feel like I still have work to do, and I'm like, so. Usually but you had a beer like, and a shot already. Yeah, but but I don't feel it. Like I just feel like I just feel like okay, now I'm definitely relaxed. 
And then I go up for the next show, and then I start drinking on the second show. So that's this. I always tell people if they come to my shows, if you want to see a focused show, as focused as I get, the first show is pretty fo- pretty focused. It'll be me working on shit. Second show is fucking. I'm bringing an old lady and a black dude on pirate stage. ship. Yeah, pirate, pirate ship. ship. That's what I always say about you. <laughs> Who knows what's gonna? All I can say is you can have a great time. But. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you don't after your second show. You don't have coffee the next morning with your notepad and listen to the recording. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I tape recorded one of my sets recently because I was like, because I'm working on another hour, so I was like, I should really start tape recording. I didn't, I, didn't show, I didn't do any fucking material. I didn't know material that I've been preparing on. I was like, what the fuck did I tape this for? It's just me talking to people. And I got to fight with this guy halfway through. It's like fucking nothing. It's like nothing. You seem you seem like you'd tape him, Sebastian. I do, but it seems like you're the style on the second show or maybe even the first show. You're incorporating people but on no, stage. But it's, it's New York. In my opinion, it's New York stand-up in the sense that you. there were like – there were two types of New York stand-ups. There were guys who were fucking amazing joke writers. And then there were guys who could deal with anything that happened in a room. And I was the latter. I was the guy that could deal with anything that happened in a room. I remember Patrice one time told me, he was like, he, was like, he saw me like uh, with a set list and he took it from me. And he goes, you're not a set list comic. I went, what? And he goes, just get up and talk. And I was like, okay, we were auditioning to go to uh, Edinburgh. And I just went up and talked for 15 minutes and just – and if I got to a joke, I got to it. But if I missed it, I missed it. And he's like, it's so much better. No one wants to see you fucking try to remember jokes. And I was like, you're right. And But then I came out to L.A. and I I juggled my nuts on stage. Me and Bobby Kelly. I'm going to say that for Bobby. I apologize for speaking on behalf of Bobby. Bobby's like, I fucking murdered. What the fuck are you talking about? But me and Bobby juggled our nuts because we were used to – chaos happening and that like and you deal with that and then from that you'd go to a joke right and i remember i remember one time being like me and bobby are in the back nick swartzen's on and nick was doing like a clever like really smart joke about a bowl of diarrhea and whatever it was bobby bobby's in the back like the fuck i well, how come where, where are the goddamn Puerto Ricans? <laughs> what the fuck are we supposed to do? What, this is fucking ridiculous. And both of us, I would venture to say, both of us came out there and did not know how to write a joke. Straight up, like, 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 stand on stage. Uh, my name's Bert. Let me tell you something about me. I did not know how to do that. Right. And 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 uh, and Bobby didn't either. But then Bobby was like, Bobby went back to L.A. And he's still a great. Back comic. to New York, you mean? Back to New York, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 I told I remember I remember getting on the road for the first time, and Bobby was wasn't he was doing the road, but he wasn't doing it like I was doing it inside a family. I remember saying, Bobby, man, you're gonna murder the fucking road. Like you're gonna the road is set up, the road is set up. Shitty rooms are set up for that New York style of like all over the place. It's very hard when you go to like and I don't want to say a name of a shitty club, but you know shitty rooms where you go and you're just like. You go, well, I have an act. This is me beginning, middle. Like, I go through my set list. I'm working on material. Some rooms don't want to have it. They're they're just like, come on. Fucking be in the moment. Yeah. I mean, you could do jokes, but they don't want to feel like you're doing them in the same order you always do. I mean, don't make me. I don't want to feel like you're performing for me. Yeah. I want to feel like I'm part of some sort of a hang. And you better, if you are that performance guy, you better be able to perform. Yeah. Like, if you're that guy that can fucking present a set list, like, beginning to end, you, like, like I, I would say Dane was that guy. Dane would definitely had a set list. He would float all around the place, but he definitely did jokes. He did, when, I, when I first saw him, I don't want to talk about fucking Dane like I know anything about Dane. But he had, like, but he was a great performer. So it doesn't matter. He would get lost in the performance. Yeah. Like, uh, like I don't know. But, yeah, I would, de- I would definitely say, you started out here, right? 
Yeah, it started out in L.A. in 98. It's so. comedy store fucking type comedy. I hate to say I, I'm incorrect in saying it's L.A., New York, but it's the comedy store is the same fucking muscle. As, as New York. As New York. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I feel that way. I mean, I'd never perform. I went to go see him at the cellar, but I get the same cellar vibe that I do at the comedy store. Some similar uh, I think the cellar there. comics are probably leaps and bounds more talented. I don't mean to sound shitty. No, no. I'm not saying that. The, the cellar comics are literally. I may, let me rephrase that. When I started, the cellar comics were the best comics in the country. That I was like, you were hanging out at an all star event yeah. all the fucking yeah. time. Yeah. And then, and then I think, like, and I, hey, that, that was a shitty thing of me to say because I, I just don't hang out at the comedy store. But like, now you go to the comedy store and there's a lot of guys that, that are not maybe, like, you don't, the upper echelon of what used to hang out at the store doesn't hang out at the store anymore. Yeah. Like, but man, I remember going to the cellar and being like, Fucking Colin Quinn, Jerry, everyone, everyone was there, and you're like, shut the Wanda Sykes, and they're just waiting to do sets. David Tell, fuck, and you're just like sitting there, like I will never get up in this club. Yeah, you know, I would. I always wanted to hang out at the comedy store. Do you do sets at the comedy store? No, I went there once, and uh, he said to come back. But the thing is, uh, you're on the road so much now that even uh, you know playing the cellar for all those years. Once I started going on the road, I'd be home for like fucking two days. So I'm not going down. To the cell, I don't to have do time. 10 minutes. What? To do 10 minutes. To do yeah. 10 minutes, yeah. yeah. It took me a while, though, to really start to do new stuff on the road. Really? Yeah, because only because when you do a new joke and it's not perfect, and then you got a room full of people, like 200, 300 people not laughing, I'm like, no, nah, I got to go back to do this to get you back on my side. But then I started to realize, this is all I got, man. I'm not playing in the city anymore, so I just got more comfortable doing new stuff. But yeah, if we're on stage on the road, and it's particularly rowdy, Late night crowd or something, and you can handle it because you can, you know. Yeah. But when you get off, you start thinking of people that you don't think could handle the comics, and you're like, "How the fuck would so and so? How do? Because like so and so's on the road, they must have this happen. Does that does that person eat it? I don't see them being able to come outside of their shell. I I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about, and I. It fucking makes me crazy. The worst is when you hear someone that works at the club talk about how brilliant some guy is. And now he gets standing hose oh every fucking god. show. <laughs> oh my god. Especially I mean it's when especially when it's not someone you think you like. Not oh. someone that's good at all. And then you're sitting there going and then you're like and then you look at the room and how they police the room and they don't and it's fucking absolute chaos and you're like, Wait, this guy got standing O's in this fucking room? Which, did he was it a bringer show? How the fuck did he get the I, the monsters I got in my show were fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, that makes me fucking crazy. It makes me less crazy now. Uh, I've got a fucking whole new list of crazy the fucking there was one club I was playing at and why do we do this, right? There's a photo on the wall, framed big photo poster of a comedian. It doesn't even matter who, but I'm not, I don't think the guy's very good, right? He's not famous or anything. So what is it to me? Why does it matter to me? But I can't, by the third day there, I'm driving with the owner of the club to go do radio. And I'm like, so uh, it's with so-and-so on the wall. And like, he explains it. But then when I get home, I'm thinking to myself, what did I get out of that? Why don't I just zip yep. it? But sometimes you just can't fucking help it. It does no good. I know. Isla definitely has a crush on you. Oh, yeah? <laughs> She's walking by. Do you see that? No. She's cleaning. <laughs> She's cleaning. She's walking around cleaning right now. Right. Do you see how she's dressed up? No, yeah. She put on a fucking outfit. She's got knee-high boots on. Yeah? She, she's looking yeah. my way? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man. Don't Did, let her hear about the Hawaiian comment from earlier. <laughs> That'll turn her off. She, no, she'll just jump on your team. I hate those people, too. God <laughs> say I hate them, dude. Oh, man. No, God. you love Hawaiians. Yeah. No, I, I, it, it's... it's uh, 
But I don't try to. I try not to do any of that. It doesn't matter anymore. You, know, you just but do look, your own thing on the road. But don't you? You're bringing out an audience that's reflective of your behavior on stage, right? Don't you think your audience? I mean, you're taking yeah, well, your now, shirt off now. But when you were doing that before, you had a following. Yeah, before you before you have a following, you're just going up to strangers. Yeah. And, but then you'd get. I could get uh, if that behavior would be get other people to fucking act like get out of their shell i remember i had a i had like two black dudes humping a grandmother on stage and the and the grand this i would look for that because i would be like i would i wanted to get famous and i thought that like you had to have crazy shit happen at your shows and i'd be this guy that had these fucking insane like i was like scrap the material who gives a fuck about the material i'll do 20 solid minutes of material and then i will make sure chaos happens i will fucking bring chaos into this room like black dudes showing their dicks in miami just fucking want like i'll never forget like just and but then um but then you're right you do you do fucking that's the power of how likable you are though man that's what you got to be careful with yeah. because you're so likable it's almost like you're saying people like me so much look at i can get black guys to show their <laughs> cock on stage oh. in miami that's insane well, how does that even happen i fist bumped the guy recently like cuz he liked the joke in the front row i just we touched fists i said to sebastian I, maybe once a year do I touch an audience member. <laughs> you know? That's like unheard of, man. Physical contact? He's got him dancing around naked up there. I'm fucking, yeah. How does that happen? Yeah. How, right, like, how does that even occur? Uh, how do you bring that? To, how do you announce it that? Starts, it starts, it, okay, I mean, I can tell you I can tell you what I've done to curb that. But, like, it's, it would start at morning radio. Cause I, so I'd go in to do morning radio, and I'd bring, like, a bottle of tequila with me. Or, like, uh, bring, like, a 12-pack of beer. And I'd roll in, and I'd be like, it's fucking on. Do like, you want to do that, or are you doing it because you think it's going to help stuff? Two things. I can say this honest. I can say this part honestly now. Um, one one time, it was it was absolutely organic. And it worked so well, I sold out six shows at a club. Sold out. And I was like, motherfucker. That was, I don't know how that happened, yeah. but like all these people were coming to the show and they had their drinking hats on and they were like, fuck, I heard him drinking on air this morning. Like, I'm gonna fucking party with this guy tonight. And it was insane. I mean, that weekend, someone gave me cocaine. Like, they fucking gave me a <laughs> palm full of cocaine and they were like, that's for you, man. And I was like, I remember calling my wife going, someone give me cocaine. She was like, you made it! You made it! <laughs> I went to the manager. I was I was at the DC Improv. I went to the Red was his name. I go, Red, someone give me cocaine. I just want to let you know because I have it in my hand and I I don't know if someone saw it, but I'm definitely not going to do it, but I just want you to know. So here, and I give it to him, he goes, I don't want fucking want it. And I go, well, I'll throw it in your trash can. He goes, no, get it out of here. And then I remember going, do you want me to give it to someone in the kitchen? <laughs> he was like, no, don't do that. And then my feature goes, I can take that off your hands. <laughs> but like, so, so that was organic and I sold out every fucking show. And then, and then, and I know you've all run into this where you go in to do the top radio sh- station, the number one radio station in the market. It's not your demographic. You're not, you're, you're, they don't want to have you in and they, and, and they just don't give a fuck. And you're like, go in and it's bad radio and your number, and you're like, fuck, if I just, if they had just given me a chance. So that yeah. I did it one time where I rolled in with a bottle of tequila and I walked in and I was like, we're fucking getting down. And, and, it was a Friday, and the fucking energy sky. I can tell you exactly where it was. I'd done a show before, but I was afraid that it was. His name's DJ Laz. He's a friend of mine now. Oh yeah, was, Miami. Yeah, and his show would sell out the Miami Improv. If you did his show good, you'd sell out. It didn't matter what color you were. 
I'm telling you, everyone that was going to come to your show was Cuban or black. But you, if you did it well, sell it out. I rolled in with a bottle of tequila, and he had the uh, a, a gang called the Zo Pound in the Haitian Mafia. And I started. We started drinking tequila, and we started drinking hard. And these guys are in the Haitian mafia. They're, I just seen them. <laughs> Their song was "Amazo, Amazo, Amazo, Riding Dirty," I'm a, whatever it was. Yeah. And I said, "What is that for?" And they on air. No, we're all drinking tequila. Me, these gang members, DJ Laz, his fucking posse, Big Al, and I go, I go, what, what is that? And it's, it's like our group, Zo. And I said. Like, Zo, Zo, like what? And they're like, Zo Pound? And I went, oh, I saw that on the History Channel on Gangland. And they were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, you guys are in the Haitian gang? <laughs> and they're like, it's real candid, but we're also drunk, so this openness is up. Laz is on the ground, we're on the ground, and Laz is like, I'm going to this motherfucker's show tonight, and we're going to bring a bottle together, and we're going to make him drink on stage. I sold out every show in the fucking Miami Improv because of DJ Laz. But it was all that bottle of tequila. It was the connective tissue that allowed a white boy who grew up at country clubs to hang out with a Haitian mobs, mobs Mafia and DJ Laz, the morning pimp with a limp. Like it was, and so I started going, fuck it. I'll roll it. Like if, if it was like, especially, you ever wake up hungover shit and you go to do radio and you're like, fuck, I wouldn't mind a drink to kind of write this boat. Yeah. Fucking roll in with a bottle, pour shots for the interns, do a shot. Next thing you know, you feel good. And then it's like, it is crazy radio. It's fun fucking radio. Brett Earth's one time, we're, at, we're doing Paul and Young Ron in, in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, Longo. those guys are fun. Fuck yeah. Ernst is in his car. Going to do radio, calls me on his phone and goes, I'm fuck my radio. I'm skipping it. I'm coming to you. I'm picking up a 12 pack and we're drinking. And I was like, fuck yes. He was doing Miami. I'm doing West Palm. He comes over, me, Ernst, Paul, Young Ron, and Orny Adams are drinking Heineken at 8 in the morning until 10.30. We go three, 30 minutes over, and it's just gold because we're fucked up. We're all drunk. Yeah. It was it was just such such great energy. So that's what I started doing, and then that would bring this real party, rowdy crowd to my shows. And I remember one time I went to a club, and the woman was buying tickets, and she goes, um, is Bert going to be drunk tonight? And the lady's like, oh, uh, I think he's going to be fine. He'll be sober. And she goes, well, I kind of like it. Last time I was here, he fell off stage, and I was kind of hoping that would happen again. <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. But, but yeah, that, that – uh, I kind of – I haven't been on the road, quite honestly, all that much recently. So I haven't really gotten that – Wow. But that chaos hasn't really – that's why you got to get water shot up your ass every once in a while, <laughs> yeah. huh? Holy yeah. shit, man. Tequila morning radio. We should do – uh, I, what I'd like to do more of is go on the road with friends. Like yeah. doing that Jameson tour was the best fucking thing. I know. It was. It was so much fun. It was fun, man. Oh. You know? Do you remember that one night we stayed up in Dallas until like 6 in the morning? That was – the one in Denver when security came. Do you remember that one? Yes. And you yes. had no shirt on? I had yes. Oh my god! I, it's in my hotel room, and I'm smoking butts out on the balcony. Wait, hold on. Let me paint the picture. Have you been? To, you know, have you been to Denver Improv, Improv? Yeah. Okay. Do you know how the room's set up with the with the balcony and mm-hmm. the door, and it's a big pyramid, the whole place. Yeah. So the balcony has two sweeping doors, two big, two big glass doors, and the, so if you open the door to the front door, and your windows are open, air floods the fucking <laughs> place and sucks it into the middle. And I will called this out i think if i'm not mistaken there's a very long time ago but i think there was marijuana being passed around <laughs> yes there was okay man. <laughs> <laughs> not that i was doing it definitely i don't think pete was doing it i don't know who was doing it but it was definitely marijuana in the room <laughs> but i turned around with party and i come in from the balcony and you had your shirt off and i was like dude you got to keep your shirt on if you're gonna hang out in my in my hotel room and party with you know with some other guys <laughs> 
And you go, I can't, I can't. And you're sitting on the extra bed I have, and you're drinking a beer, and I'm going, dude, you can't hang out with no fucking shirt on. And that's when security <laughs> opened up no- the door. Knock at the door, go. black dude. Uh, Pete opens the door, and all the air floods <laughs> through the room, and all this weed smoke hits this guy in the face. And he's like, <sighs> And then I came up behind Pete, and I go, we're starting a reggae band. <laughs> <laughs> with no shirt on. Oh, oh man. <laughs> That would be funny. You ever, did you guys ever do any of the tour after? No, we we did a couple one-offs, but that was it. The thirty days, thirty nights, we did that, and then we did a couple of shows in Vegas, and that, and that was the end of that. But you're right; I think traveling with the guys is oh, kind of so the way to go, fun. right? Speaking of, uh, this is a really this is uh, this is very um, honest. All right. Speaking of seeing the poster of the guy and and like uh, and and going, who? What the fuck's up with that guy? Why him? Yeah, yeah. That's how I heard of Sebastian the first time. Oh really? Yep. Oh exactly. Wow. I was in Dallas, and Trey fucking loved Sebastian. Trey, oh, to yeah, this Trey. day, you're probably gonna be forever his favorite comic. You were on the menus. You were on the comment cards. I think they had a drink named after you. Yeah, like it was. He was on the photo in the hallway, right? Yes. Yeah. He was on my picture coming this weekend. <laughs> it was a picture of Sebastian. <laughs> and, Believe me, and, when, when I went there, I go, "What the fuck am I doing on the menu?" Uh, yeah, <laughs> you were on the. He was yeah. on the fucking menu. Holy shit! And so and so, I said to Trey, I said, "Who is this guy?" And he goes, that's Sebastian. I said, who's that? And he goes, he's from L.A. You don't know him? I said, no. He goes, he's good friends with Ernst and, and um, Steve and the other guy, the guy that wears the cap with the white shirt all the time. Caparulo. Caparulo. He goes, he's good friends with all those guys. And I was like, yeah, I don't know them. He was like, well, you should. He's, he goes, he's the best comic working right now. Mind you, saying that to a comic, that just kicked me in the dick. I'm yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. Have you not been watching my sets? I mean, I'm bringing the shit pretty hot. Like, And so so then I called Steve that weekend. I go, who's this Sebastian Maniscalco? He goes, he's doing the Vince Vaughn thing or like he's got – He's got a lot of shit going on. He's really fucking funny, Bert. You got to see him. And I was like, okay. So I still, but you know, you don't, that doesn't give anyone a fucking free pass in your head. You're like, I'll make the call when I fucking make the call. <laughs> you had like 8,000 friends on MySpace. I had two. I mean, I was like, what the fuck's going on oh, in my career? My God. So then we go, so then Steve Byrne starts a soft uh, yeah. home run derby league. So we all go to Pan Pacific Park and we play home run derby. It's every comic from the comedy store, like, Everyone, and then, and the first day we go to meet up, it's Sebastian and me are the first two people there. You're putting on, Sebastian had literally the best home run derby outfit you've ever seen. <laughs> All his blacks matched, like, oh. unlike Dice, like Dice has like two mismatched blacks, and you're like, those blacks don't go together. <laughs> All his blacks matched, they were all brand new blacks, he had like brand new cleats, he had two gloves, he had a, he had like a, a no logo hat just in case TV showed up, he didn't have to creak anything out. I mean, he was perfect. And I walked over, and the, I, the second I walked over, I knew who he was. I was like, I know this guy, this is a, this is a Sebastian guy. And I went, hey, uh, I'm Berger, are we doing the thing? And Sebastian's like, yeah, yeah. Is that what you're wearing? <laughs> oh, he showed up, I think, in yeah. jeans and yeah. a button-up. Yeah, and, so I and he starts fucking hitting the balls out of the ballpark. We oh, couldn't yeah. even find him. I was I played baseball. I got recruited to play college baseball, so this was like fucking a dream for me. Holy it's shit. just home run derby, yeah. and it was like with a bunch of people I didn't know. Steve Bernazizi was the best player out there, but he had played college ball. He was a fucking beast. The best was. Brett Ernst would hit the ball, and he'd talk shit to the ball when he did it. Take that, bitch. 
Yeah. Get some of that, motherfucker. Yeah, get some, <laughs> get some, get some. I mean, he was one of the funniest guys. But then we all became friends through that and, like, all started hanging out. And that's how, that was my introduction to everyone. That's the only reason I, I literally, I think I had divulged to Steve Byrne that I didn't have any friends. I was living in L.A. I had two kids. And I was like, I'm fucking, I don't like, I don't like hanging, I don't hang, hanging out with any guys. And he was like, well, let me introduce you to the guys at the store. And, he, and, he, and him and Ahmed were like, we'll get you into the store. We'll, we'll get you into the store. And that was a fucking clusterfuck. That guy Tommy was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> It's tough to get past him. Oh, t- it's 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 detrimental to the uh, to the fucking store, in my opinion. Yeah. I called up. I go, hey man, my name's Steve. My name's Burke Kreischer. Stephen Ahmed talked about me. I would love to do the store. And he goes, yeah. Well, I'll set up like a uh, three minute uh, audition for you. And I said, okay. I go, I probably don't have time for that because I do the road a lot. I said, look, I'm a national headliner. Uh, I have a TV show. And I, just, I said, I just want to really just have a place to work out in the city. And he goes, well, you're talking about the store. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, there's certain protocol here. And I was like, all right, never mind. And I hung up. And he called me back. I'll never forget. I was out there with my parents. He called me back. I didn't recognize the number. I go, who's this? He goes, this is Tommy. You don't hang up on me or like whatever. And I was like, yeah, I do because I'm not working the store. It's fine, man. No big deal. Wanted a place to work out. It's not going to work. And he goes, ah. Uh, do, should I research it? Like he was really like uh, like aggressive, and I was like, no man, look, it's cool. I am well past this point in my career. I do not need stage time. I work fucking forty weeks a year. I do an hour of time. I just wanted to go there to hang out with my friends, drink beer, feel comfortable, and do stage time when I'm home. I go, don't worry about it. And I hung up, never called again. And he was like, no one oh. turns down an audition. <laughs> right, right. I was like, I do. I'm fucking like. <laughs> So, but yeah, I haven't worked that club since. Even still, I go. I, I don't think I've ever been there since. When wow. I when I got to town, I went to the to the store. Someone set it up to go down there and uh, meet Tommy and do some time. And same sort of thing, you know. You've accomplished all this stuff, and you walk in, and you're like, "All right." I mean, I'm kind of mad at myself for not being a big enough name that when I walk in, they part fucking ways for me anyway. But, yeah, but you go, but they still. don't do that for fucking anybody. Yeah. But still, you know, you play all the clubs in New York City. You're on the road all the time. Like this is what I'm thinking in my head. So I go in, and I do three minutes. Now the crazy thing is, Jeff Ross is in there. Immediately comes up, Petey, what are you doing? You know, Brennan comes up, what's going on? What are you doing? And 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 it's like they're like you're playing here now, and I didn't even. I couldn't even tell what Tommy's going to watch me. Oh, I just go, yeah, I'm going to do a spot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Now, if Tommy, which is good, though, he didn't even watch me. He goes, I, he goes, I'll just watch a little bit. He goes, just work out. I want you to work out. I'm like, what, do you really think I'm going to do my best McDonald's? Like, I'm going to work out. Yeah, yeah. So I get off, and I come over. Mind you, there's like four people there. It was the upstairs, that little room. And I come over to him, and he starts going, Oh well, you're a, you're definitely a city comic, a New York City comic, and uh, you know th- it's a different groove out here. Um, you oh know, why God. don't you come back next Sunday? I mean, you know, I mean, you you go on, you're in, you're in, but we're gonna do it. We'll work it in slow because, like, you know, yeah. And the minute he starts to like tell me how to do it, I'm kind of like, I just, I, I, I ain't gonna work here, man. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, cool. And the same thing, I just split. Yeah, and I don't have the time anyway, but it was like. Slow down, man. Yeah. Slow down. You give it. I mean, you don't give tips. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, it's, I think I think it's good because it fosters. I think that group that does the store now, they're real tight. I don't even know who really does the store. I know Tebow. Tebow. Yeah, he hangs there. I don't know if he he goes up on a regular basis, but I mean, the guys that came out of the store was the you know the Burns, the Ahmeds, the Caparulos, the Ernst. That's a fucking strong. When I was there, and then now. 
you know, you got, uh, or later on, Whitney Cummings came out of there. And Chris Fucking still strong. So well, they're doing something right. Everyone you just mentioned, is fucking. So like, I mean, I, yeah, but there is a lot of politics and maybe all my yeah, maybe all my fucking cuntiness about it is that I'm fucking I, that I never really worked out there. Well, you just there's a process, man. Yeah. Like I know he was nice, and if I go back, I can get on. You obviously would get on, oh, but it's just. Do you want to hear? hear There's one of my favorite stories I've told in front of Pete that I will tell again, and he'll say the same thing. I got passed at the comedy cellar by Manny, and Manny came up to me. and He goes, Bert, Bert. You are a really funny guy. <laughs> Pete goes, Bert, he doesn't have an accent. Yeah, I, went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. I know. <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm pass, well, the biggest thing in New York was to pass at the cellar. And I was living in L.A. and I came in. I was doing, Mark Marin had a TV show on VH1 called Nevermind the Buzzcocks. And I was coming in to do that. And I got Barry Katz to get me a, um, a uh, spot at the, at the cellar to get to audition. And I was like, fucking, it was really like, I, you had to have like three people mention you. But I'd already been around there so much, but I just was now living in LA. I went up and did my set. Manny watched the whole thing, came up to me, sat down. I was with Mark Marin, and he said I passed. But when I remember the story, like, I remember him having an accent. I, th- I remember Esty having an accent. Esty has an accent. I, I, then maybe that's what, but, but I remember him going, t- telling me to call Esty and get my avails. And I was like, Manny, I wish this had happened. I said to him, I said, if this had happened a fucking year ago, I would have never moved to LA. I just live in New York, but I go, I live in L.A. Yeah. He's like, well, when you come in. I was like, no. Nah. And then he passed away. Yeah. So, yeah. And I don't know if he ever talked to Esty about me. But <laughs> that's my real regret. I was going to go to his funeral and go, man, he was a great guy. Esty, did he ever mention about me calling him for a <laughs> Well, is it that hard to get past there? I mean, is it uh, is it hard to get an audition there and get passed into the cellar? Well, you got to get a recommendation you, from like two or three other comics to Esty, who runs it. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it with her is if you give her – a recommendation and the guy's not good, it, 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 depending on how well you're into the club, it could affect your spot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I personally have never recommended anyone just because I'm like, I ain't fucking, I don't want to walk in one day and have her go, I did not like him. I don't know. Because she would like, Geraldo was always a good one about recommending guys on the road, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, she'd sit in the back and watch them and go, I don't know, I don't even know what he saw in this particular one, you know, like yeah. that. And you're like, whoa, man. So I had a murderous set that night. I'll never forget. I was supposed to follow a tell. It was like a late night. I was supposed to follow a tell, and the tell was late. And I, it was like right before him was Ben Bailey, I yeah. think. And it was like, and I always liked working after Ben because Ben was very meticulous in his stand-up. He was yeah, very yeah, slow-paced. Yeah. And I was like, if I bring a little bit of energy, I was like, there's no way I can follow a tell. But if I brought a little bit of energy, and I fucking, it was, a, that was one of the best rooms I've ever performed in. Just And you'd watch so many fucking murders. Dude, I tell you I hung out with Brewer? No. Fucking love that guy. Yeah, he's a great, great dude. I had a fucking black. Do you know Jim Brewer? Yeah, yeah. Fucking... I had a blast with him, and he was like, he was like, I don't really drink. And then I was like, and then I was, I started fucking slow rolling out. I was like, come on, Jim, one night in town, let's go out and fucking do it. And then he was like, all right, let's fucking do it. And we got fucking lit. Where were you? We were in Pittsburgh doing a show at the theater, and me and Brewer, me Brewer, um, Tammy Pescatelli, and Greg Warren. Do you know Greg? Do you know Greg Warren? No, the no, name. No. He's a he's a like a real hard road guy. Like he lives in like Kansas City, but fucking monster. Like really funny. You you'd like you'd like him a lot. You yep. and him could do a fucking tour together and sell out the fucking country. He because you're very different, but you, you but you draw the exact same type of people. Mm. Do you ever do Bob and Tom? Never. Oh my god, you would have murdered Bob and Tom. Never. Have you ever done that? I just did Bob and Tom like two weeks ago. Oh, I've Bob done it before. Yeah, you've never done Bob and Tom. No, never got on there. God. 
that's a fucking you should call you're with are you with judy yeah yeah you oh my god oh i'll talk to you about this off air <laughs> you should call judy and get judy to get no judy. we have talked about it before it was just uh whatever logistically never worked out where never. i where i went through with judy the Dayton? India, India. Uh, i did it a long time ago but uh never got a chance to get on there oh god you'd fucking murder bob and tom i don't remember what we were talking about partying with brewer yeah so brewer uh the the best is brewer goes we they're like trying to get us. We go do the show, have a good time. We go drink wine. We go out back to this after hours club that's got an open mic. And and they're like, do you guys want to get on stage and maybe do some time? And Brewer's like, big mistake. Big mistake. We're not doing that. And then I'm like, and then you know me. I have no, I that, that whatever that the opposite of stage fright is, I got that. Right. Like I got the thing where I see a stage. I'm like, come on, man. It could be genius. <laughs> like, I'd, I'd rush my head. much rather go down in fucking flames trying. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, no, big mistake. We've been drinking. We're fucked up. I was like, come on, come on, come on. And then all of a sudden I, I just go up on stage. And then next thing you know, Brewer comes up on stage and we just fucking, it was, the, he was doing the origins of, uh. It's it's someone videotaped it. It's fucking hilarious. Holy shit! Dude. I told the Tracy Morgan story with him doing Tracy Morgan. Oh wow, that oh. must have killed. God damn, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. He, does he? He's, he's in New York, right? Yeah, bro. So when do you move back to New York? Uh, March, beginning of March. So you yeah. got some time out here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's the goal with the podcast? Uh, <laughs> is it going to end when you leave? No, no, gonna... man. We got plans. It'll keep going though. What's the plan? It'll keep going. We're gonna we're gonna do it through Skype. Yes. Really. So we're gonna see how that works. Yeah, but yeah, this is this is this is we we don't have any guests on our podcast. Why not? We just we we haven't gotten any. We got yeah. one guest. That's it. It's probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah we need some guests at this point. It's a pain in the ass doing guests. When you texted me, I got fucking excited. I was like, "Ooh, looks like I'm doing a podcast." Oh, because really? I need a fucking guest, and I can't get. I mean, I can get them, but I feel bad asking people. And like, I just like Man. I haven't even asked Rogan. Yeah. Like, and he's a no-brainer. That's the thing. I don't want to ask people. Like, uh, you know, Rob Schneider said, I'll come on. And I go to Sebastian. So we're going to have to take the Zoom and go to Rob Schneider's house, I would imagine. And, he's, and Sebastian's like, why wouldn't he just come to where we are? And I'm like, I just don't think he's going to. You know, I'm not that he's like some huge star. I just get the vibe. The little bit I know him, he's like, I ain't driving 40 minutes. Oh, I think, I think he'd drive. You think he would? Oh, yeah, of course. All right. Is yeah. the rule, well, then why don't the you rule? ask people? Uh, I don't ask people because I feel bad. I feel bad because I'm also like it's like I can't I need them to come here like I can't go to them yeah and then I feel like I feel like I don't know I feel like I don't know I I feel like I don't want to bother people I saw dudes online on like Twitter going like hey like publicly I really respect your stand up I would love to have you on my show and I was like oh my god you look you're fucking skeeving me out like it's got to be your friends and it's got to be friends like I couldn't do what we're doing with yeah. just anybody yeah right, like right. I can't just sit and talk to a stranger. Like, yeah. I can talk to people I know. I can look at their bio, tell your wife, let me know when he's in the driveway. I'm fanning through his bio <laughs> in the back. I'll come out front and bring him in. When you were talking about the cellar, I have to say, you're bringing me back to, like, I remember when Ben Bailey, you know, he hosts Cash yeah. Cab. Um, you know, he had nothing going on. He was really frustrated. And his wife was from France. Yeah. And she wanted to move back to France they, they, her in-laws, his in-laws bought them a house in the countryside of France. Yes. And he couldn't decide, should I quit stand-up and go live in France? And the funniest part about it is because you bring up a tell. Whenever a tell would see Bailey, he'd always go, 
Big Ben Bailey. <laughs> and Bailey was a big boozer back then. And he'd always get so fucking pissed off. He'd come, he'd pull me aside. He goes, you think, you think I should say something to tell about calling me Big Ben Bailey? I'm like, I would if you do that, he's just, a tell's the kind of guy, the only bathroom in the cellar was you had to walk past the stage. And anytime I walk past during March or February, he'd always go, if he was on stage, he'd go, Pete Corielli, shouldn't you be in L.A. for pilot season playing a police officer? <laughs> and it was just, he would get in your head, man. And then I you'd walked, leave I, there. I used to walk, I used to wear, like, my thing. Oh, God. I'm fucking <laughs> creeping myself out right now. I used to wear a lot of Hawaiian shirts back then. Really? And I always wore flip-flops because I was from Florida, and I wanted that Florida vibe to tra- permeate the New York scene. <laughs> I wanted people to understand my point of view. <laughs> fucking, I was an idiot. I was an overthinking idiot. But I remember every time I'd walk by the, to go to the bathroom at the cellar, I'd be, ba- I'd be down at the bottom to go watch a tell. I'd walk by, and a tell would say the same thing. Only two types of people wear Hawaiian shirts. Party animals or faggots? <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you? You better figure it out. <laughs> oh, God. He was fucking... He was... He was uh, he was so much fun to watch. Oh, the best, man. The best. I, I, I remember... I, I have so many... I have so many tell stories, like... Of the and I've only hung out with him like, like twice, like I don't like, but like every he was so important to like anyone that was starting in New York. Me and Eddie F were sitting at a bar in New York City at Off the Wagon, and we walk in, we sit down, we get our drinks, and we see Atel sitting at a table by himself. And as we go to stand up, the bartender puts two shots of whiskey in front of us, and we went, "Oh!" And he goes, "These are from Dave Atel." And we were like, "Oh!" And he goes, "Leave him alone." <laughs> is he like i've never really hung is he a loner oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he doesn't talk too he much out, yeah i mean he's he would do kind of stuff where like he'd call you at home uh and i uh, go hello and he'd be like hey i think you do a joke about blah 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 do you do that joke and i go no that's not me all right just making sure i don't want to do a similar joke and then you get off the phone you'd be like Adele called me at home oh. i'm in <laughs> Just, you know, and then it would grow and, you know, you'd hang out with like, he came up one time, I remember him telling me, because, you know, he doesn't drink anymore. And he goes, he was drinking so much that before a show once, we're out front and he's having a cigarette and he goes, I'm at the point now when I'm done drinking at the end of the night, I always stop at the Korean deli and get a black cup of coffee and put it on my windowsill. And then when I wake up in the morning, I slam it right away because it's the only way I can shit. And you're just like, I don't even know what to fucking say to that. <laughs> you know? That's he how would, heavy he was drinking. He would say things on stage like oh, uh, like God. that would that you that red and underlying tone of deep honesty. Oh, you guys are all party boys. Wait until you're forty and you're shitting blood. And just, <laughs> yeah, and he'd yeah. just be like, like I remember we did. A, I'm sure I've talked about this, uh, but I'll say it again because it was like one of those defining moments in my career when I was a feature act. I I had a tight fucking twenty, and I would do that tight twenty. Like fucking almost in rote, and I worked with the Tell in Miami one weekend. He sold out two shows Thursday, two shows Friday, two three shows Saturday, Jeez. two shows Sunday. Oh my god! I remember him being like a real comic and wanting to know, like, like just fucking reading the room. And he watched every set, so I'm like, I gotta go up. I'm gonna go up and fucking murder. I'm gonna murder so Tell sees that I'm good, and he wants to work with me all the time. Shut up, Priscilla. And so, um. So I go up and I fucking destroy. First show Thursday, I fucking light it up. I light it up good. I get off stage. It tells in the back and he goes, how are they? I went, they're good, man. They're going to love you. And he's like, okay. So he goes out, does a set, kills. 
Second show Thursday, I fucking destroy even harder, tighter, faster, quicker, fucking light it up. And I'm like, he's definitely had to see some of that. And he'll say something. I know it. It was that good. I get off stage. How were they? I went, they're great, man. They're absolutely going to love you. They're good. And he's like, okay. So I'm like fucking sweating it. And he doesn't want to drink with me. He doesn't want to talk to me. Like after the show, he just kind of goes and does his own thing, disappears. So I go, fuck. So I wake up Saturday and I'm like, I'm going to fucking light this goddamn room on fire tonight. And it's a tells crowd. And... They didn't know. Oh, and I had been on Last Comic Standing too. It had just aired that Wednesday. I had just had a daughter. Georgia had just been born Tuesday. Wow. So like it, everything was like, and I'm fucking, I'm hungry. And this is ultimately my crowd, hard drinking fucking lunatics. I'm like, I go up, fucking get on stage, and I'm first show Saturday. I fucking tear through this crowd. Like I'm working the room. I'm doing that tight twenty, and it lights it up. I'm wondering if I'm going to get a standing ovation, <laughs> right? I get off stage, and I look at him, and he's standing there again, and he goes, hmm, we get it. You're funny. Now, how about writing some jokes? <laughs> I go, what? And he goes, you're telling the same shit every night. If you want me to watch you, watch you write some fucking jokes. And I was like, holy shit. He's been watching every one of my sets and been bored out of his fucking mind. Because <laughs> I've been there with fucking features. You're like, tell a fucking new joke. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I know. And so then the next night, the next show, I went up. Everything brand new, bombed, and he talked to me about my set. And he goes, I like that spray paint junk you got. It's good. <laughs> like, you know what you should do? You should change it from uh, faggot to whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's twice I've said the F word. But, uh, yeah, I wonder how much time we've done. Do you, have to get, yeah. you guys have to go? Yeah, man, you got to travel anyway, man. I got to fucking catch a red eye tonight to Albany. Right. Yeah. Um, how much, let's see how much time we've done. We got plenty in. Nice. Hour 11. That'll be perfect. Perfect. Right. Um, but after edits, what will it be down to? Oh, no, right. edits. no edits. No edits. We're keeping it in. For us, this would be 10 minutes. We'd have to meet three more times to get an hour. <laughs> Wait, so when am I going to do your podcast? Pete and Sebastian yeah. show. Dude, whatever yeah. you want, man. Yeah. When you're back in town. Yeah. Let us know when your daughters are calling your dad again. <laughs> then you'll have some Christ. free time, perhaps, for other things. <laughs> fucking that. Well, they do it, and they laugh. They think it's so fucking funny, and they don't realize that it's Driving me fucking nuts. Right. I remember, so I'll go back to the naked story real quick. So we'll give closure to that. <laughs> okay. So I did like probably three months ago, and I had to, I had like I had a real coming of, to like come to Jesus moment about it because I didn't realize exactly. I was just walking from the shower to the bedroom. It's not like I was walking around naked. I got done showering. I ran into the bedroom, walking into the bedroom, and Georgia and Isla and my wife are sitting in the living room. And Georgia sees me naked, and she goes, well, "Get a load of this guy." Like, I wasn't even dad anymore. That's the moment it switched. I was this fucking dude who walked through the house naked. I'm just a dude with a dick. Like, and I was like, and Leanne came in. She goes, you got to wear underwear everywhere around. They're way too old. That's inappropriate. And I was like, I was just walking to this. She goes, doesn't matter. Got to wear underwear everywhere. You, it is. It is. It needs to happen all the time. And I was like, I got so fucking pissed off. because I'm like, this is my fucking house. Like, I pay for all this shit. All I want to ask is that I don't wear it. Like, I can be comfortable. I'm wearing underwear now. Right. But if I go into the house, I got to change in the fucking closet because there's a chance they might walk in. It fucking sent me through the roof. The ironic thing is that's probably the only thing they care that you do do. Yeah. Like, if you say this is my house, they go, you're right. Everything else, whatever you want, yeah. just keep your shorts on. <laughs> just and, that's the, and it's the one thing you keep don't want. your dick in your pants, guy, <laughs> all right? It's fucking like I'm back in college. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> These bitches. <laughs> oh, 
Thank you for having yeah, us on, no, though, bro. Would you guys have anything you want to plug? I'm going to put this up this the, Wednesday. The Pete and Sebastian Show, for sure. On Pete iTunes. and Sebastian Show on iTunes. Everyone go down, download it. What's the Now, if you're going to have your come out episode for everyone that's listening that you're your proudest of, what's your favorite episode? Give them two. You pick yours and you pick yours, and they'll download those first, and that'll be your come out episode. All right. I like, I like uh, 12 and 13. Yeah. I, I'd say, honestly, anything from 10, 9, 10, 11, 12, anything after 9, right 12 about and 13. 10. I don't know. I think everything, anything after 1. Anything Even after one's <laughs> got some kick to it, I like man. one. I liked one. What, what was the one where At the someone end, I, left themselves, Sebastian left you a message about how great it was. Oh, about, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, what, yeah. what episode is that? I that was a pretty the, funny one. That was, uh, I think that was 7. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're all blending together, man. Oh, they're fucking great. It's it's multimedia, I would say. You put in some of your stand up, you throw in your conversations talking about subjects. You got it seems like you have like shit off to the side, like Pete starts it. It seems like you have a fucking bunch of media and you cram it in. It's great ADD. It's great for a treadmill. Yeah, we try to move it along. Like when there's nothing, when the bit ends, we move on to the next bit, you know? Like a few weeks ago, I was telling Sebastian I flew in uh, Scott Bakula, you know, the actor. (sighs) I wanted to write a pilot so bad where Scott Bakula was my neighbor, and I learned all my life lessons through him. (laughs) He was on, so he was on the plane flying from St. Louis to L.A., and he was in coach with his family. Scott Bakula's in fucking coach? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was in coach too, but he was further behind me by the engine. By the engine. Scott Bakula. And, yeah, and then it became a whole big thing on one of the episodes of the podcast. We, we ended up dissecting his financial worth and why well, would Just a, go to networth.com. Oh, He's got to have a dickload of money. Ten mil. You think? Oh, you found no, it out? No, it's ten mil. So you think yeah. ten million, it, you shouldn't be flying coach ever again? Maybe he's trying to raise his kids right and teach them what coach is like. Speaking of raising your kids right, they were like 16 and 18. They were boys. Yeah. And we were all by the Gorgeous kids, I bet. Oh, well, and the wife is pretty too, but she's a little older like Scott Bakula. Yeah. So they've obviously been together a long time, which is cool. Same wife. But she grabs some bags coach. and she says to the boys when she grabs a bag, she goes, stay with daddy. And I was saying 16 and 18. You don't call him daddy. You just got back. Stay with Mr. Bacula. Stay with dad. Stay with, stay with Sam. Hold on. Yeah. Talking. You call by his first name. to a bird about this. My God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does he walk around the house naked? Do they talk about him drinking beer? I fucking have a story about flying one time with my daughters. And I'm fucking noise reduction headsets. And I'm drinking. And, and they're in their by themselves. But they're in their pajamas. And this woman hits me and goes, sir. And I was like, yes. And she goes, those are your daughters. And I take my noise. And I'm like, what? She goes, your daughters? I go, yeah. And I put it back in. She goes, no, sir. And it hits me again. I go, what? And she goes, your daughters? And I go, yes, they're both my daughters. And I put it back in. And then the one behind me goes, sir, sir. And I take it out. And I go, yes. She goes, I think your daughters need you. I take the other ear out. And George is yelling at the top of her lungs. I threw up in my vagina. I threw up in my vagina. She had thrown up. She was just being specific. She was sitting like this with her feet on the thing and thrown up in her lap. Oh, my but God. But she called it like she saw it. And I had no She'd been yelling this for a solid minute, and people around were like, where the fuck is this dad? And I'm just like, tap out. Someone take care of this. Scott Bakula. That's fucking – I saw Tobey Maguire driving a Civic one time. Wow. And I went, what the fuck is he doing? Wow. I was like, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't Tobey Maguire. It was Seth Green. Seth Green. Seth Green. Well, that's a huge difference. Spider-Man to the sun. But he's, he's been working his whole fucking life, and he was driving a Civic. And I went, 
Here I am driving a fucking navigator. I'm making seven hundred bucks a week on the road. What the fuck? Where am I? Where are my? You don't you love when? In the, I know we're supposed to wrap it up, but when the the money part of Hollywood comes in and someone says, "So, uh, you still?" I remember one time I bought like a really expensive car. I had a TV show, and then I was, and then the TV show went away. And the first time this guy saw me, he goes, "You must be hating that Denali right now with no money coming in." And I was like. Fucking why you have to take it there? <laughs> so awkward. You know what's so awkward? Is today I sent you my this is uh, this is way too much information. Be honest and tell me if you've ever done this, Sebastian. Uh I sent you my address and I was like I sent it to him and I was like, if I was Pete, the first thing I'd do was Zillow that and see how much you paid for the house. We just talked about this. Are you fucking kidding? No, not about that. What do you mean? No. We talked about uh you don't ask anybody. How much they paid for a house? How much they paid for a car? Yeah, do you agree with that? I agree, hundred percent. Okay, so, so but you could find out what yeah. they paid for it, in right? Heartbeat. Yeah, I didn't know I could do that. Man. Oh, you do it, yeah. do it. You'll see exactly how much I paid. And, uh, and but 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 it, it 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 I I do it. I mean, I do it. Like we go to someone's house to go play at their house. I was like, I wonder when they bought this. I wonder how much they bought it for. I wonder if they're upside yeah. down on it. I wonder if like, <laughs> yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Dude. Oh yeah, you can totally There's do no it. There's no reason to ask that question. You just go, you make sure you get the address and then you go home and you go. Oh, man, My I'm sound ready. guy told me we were at a we were bull riding like a week ago in Austin and my sound guy goes, "Just giving you a heads up cuz I'd asked like I'd asked started talking to the rancher and my sound guy goes, "Don't ever ask a rancher how much how much acreage he has and you never ask a rancher how much cat how much head of cattle he has." Because that is a direct reflection of their exact bank statement. Right. Like if you go, if you say I have seventy-two acres, well, then you can go. If you're a rant, if you're another rant, okay, that guy has one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Hey, how much head of cattle? Every cattle is eight hundred dollars. Okay. Okay, that guy is in the bank. That's his because that's his saving account. Yeah. Right. He doesn't have a bank account. He's got these cattle that that's his money. He's got his money working for him. Right. Really fucking fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I've, that's. I'll tell you what, man. On, based on those two statements you guys have just talked about, that's n- enough reason for anyone to fucking listen to your podcast. See how it generates? See how it goes? <laughs> yeah. You, we're just talking about Hawaiians and my dick and my daughters, and you guys are not talking about Scott Bakula and finances. Uh, your podcast is 10 million times better than mine. And I'll be a guest soon. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Date, any dates you want to promote? I'll uh, be in Austin this weekend at the Cap, Cap City? City Comedy Club. Fuck. Yeah. Austin's so goddamn great. I have Austin. a bunch of fans in Austin, so guys, cool. go down and see cool. Sebastian. He'll be there. It's an amazing show. Fucking fantastic. Pete, where are you going to be? Governors and McGuire's on Long Island next week. Oh, so is that, is, are you moving home because of the kid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the family can... You can uh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. You still have your dog? But, well, uh, yeah, still hanging did in Did your there. dog love L.A.? Yes, I think it did, man. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for coming. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having us. All right, bye, guys. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.